When's the last time you had a professional marriage expert give you advice, proven strategies to help you overcome the miserable arguments and fights that keep coming back again and again and again? You know what I'm talking about. Is your relationship struggling with difficulty communicating? Maybe it's just a lack of intimacy and feeling disconnected. Or maybe you feel stuck because of those same stupid arguments you just can't seem to get past. Hey, if resentment is becoming a problem, don't waste another moment. Join the VIP inner circle. Head on over to smalleyinstitute.com and get live help throughout the week with yours truly, me. Allow me the chance. I want the chance to help to give you the proven strategies that I know work. I've researched these things personally, and anything I'm going to use to help you has been proven effective by other researchers. So I'm telling you, these things work. Personalized coaching, well, that's not all you're going to get. With the VIP Inner Circle membership, you'll gain instant access to a massive vault of marriage education online courses. You're going to get downloadable couples exercises. Man, you can print these things out and use them in the moment to make sure your relationship doesn't become miserable. You'll have access to free monthly webinars and very cool online assessments to help you know exactly the growth areas for you that need to change. Smalleyinstitute.com. Join the family with the VIP Inner Circle membership. What do you do or how do you handle the jealousy? You know, any jealousy around your spouse's past. And this is obviously something that will come up. Typically, this will be a problem between a husband and wife who have radically different uh, backgrounds, stories, family history, dating history, relationship history. So... The more different you are, then the more uh, problems you'll have, right? So that seems pretty logical, right? But I think sometimes we fail to understand that, or at least to really embrace it. Because the, the more different you are, then the greater the conflict. So the wider that chasm then the more conflict you're going to have. And if, if you have radically different childhoods and upbringing and dating history, then jealousy can very quickly become a problem in your relationship. So how do you deal with it? I kind of hinted that you might not like this answer, but this comes down to one of those concepts from Dr. John Gottman of the University of Washington, who is a brilliant researcher, and he pretty much says, look, couples are going to run into three problems. You've got your solvable problems, 
So those are things that you can kind of semi-easily navigate and figure out like, hey, you know, come with me to McDonald's today for lunch. Ah, I was really wanting the baked potato at Wendy's. And then you're like, well, I wanted McDonald's, but Wendy's, eh, I can get whatever I want there too. And you figure it out, right? So those are relatively easily solvable problems. Then you have your perpetual problems. <laughs> those are nice, right? Those are uh, issues around differences from your family system, your childhood, your personality, your gender, all of that stuff and those perpetual problems eh, most of the time are not overly solvable. It's actually more important to gain understanding and to try to empathize with each other around perpetual problems. And then you got your gridlocked perpetual problems. And your gridlocked perpetual problems are a nightmare and the problem there where your relationship is going to really struggle is, in essence, what you're doing is you're taking a perpetual problem, something that is just a fundamental difference between the two of you, and you're saying, you got to come over to my side. You have to agree with my reality, my perception, what I believe is right or wrong. And when problems become gridlocked, that is a major issue for a relationship. And so when we're talking about, you know, how do I deal with jealousy of my spouse's past or whatever it is, and the majority of couples today, the majority, so over 50% of couples are in their second marriage. And I get that this is going to be a real thing for you because you've got this first spouse or second spouse or whoever so there's been multiple times your spouse has been married or you've been married man there's going to be complications around that and ultimately what what Gottman would tell you and what I'm going to tell you today is you got to let it go you got to drop it um I know my wife and I had significant differences in family system, right? So our family of origins both handled conflict totally opposite. My wife's more aggressive, mine extraordinarily passive. And so we just have, and then just dating wise, I didn't date a lot. My wife did date a lot. And there's no judgment on either side. The problem though is we have very different backgrounds. And so there, this was an issue for me for a long time to about 2005, 2006. So we got married in 94. So 10, 11 years, I really struggled in our differences with our dating background. And my brother finally was the guy that enlightened me and said, dude, you're never going to wrap your brain around. And, and, and by the way, there's nothing negative about it. It's just our histories were different. And so I started getting neurotic about, well, she dated guys. Does she think about those guys? Or does she wish she was with that guy? You know, whatever. It's so stupid. And my brother was like, bro, you're never going to get it. You can't. You didn't date a lot. So stop trying to wrap your brain around it and accept 
then it's different. Most importantly, drop it. You're just, you're not going to see necessarily eye to eye on things. And by the way, that's okay. It is okay to think differently. It is okay. Well, first of all, it's inevitable. And I just want you to hear today that it's okay. You're gonna think differently and you don't have to come to the same conclusion. You're going to create a tremendous amount of tension in your relationship when you try to, if you get stuck trying to convince your spouse, no, no, I'm right and you're wrong. No, 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 how I view life is correct, how you view life is wrong that's going to lead to a tremendous amount of chaos and pain and bitterness and unresolved conflict, and you just don't have to do it. So my suggestion would be don't do it. How's that? So that's all I got on that question. (laughs) So I got some folks watching live and... Not sure if any of you watching have a question that you'd like to ask me, so I will remain available for you on this daily live Q and A. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna hang around forever. So if you have a question and you want to ask, then post it. Aha. We got one. All right. So, Leslie Glass. Good stuff. You spoke at my church in February. Oh. Well, thank you for watching. And I loved your honesty and sense of humor. I've also really enjoyed your live videos this week. Oh. Well, Leslie, that is very kind. Thank you for saying that. I do. I really appreciate that. Uh, You never know what kind of impact you're making. But... I am narcissistic enough (laughs) to hang in there. So I'm going to give you a like. There we go. You have been liked, Leslie. But I appreciate that. Um, Well, any question, Leslie? So you got me. You have my undivided attention. So if you had a relationship question, now is the time to ask. I get pretty aggressive in my time here. (laughs) So, you know, I'll be like, five, four. So I'm about to get down to the countdown. But that was incredibly kind of you to write. But anybody else who might have a question today that you'd love for me to answer, I'd like to be able to do that for you. Um, You guys will figure it out. Like, I'm being serious. When I say time's coming to a close, it's coming to a close. So that burning question you might have, Trust me, a lot of people have the same question and struggle with the same stuff. So I will call it a day in five, and I'll be back tomorrow. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Well, thank you to everyone watching here live. And if you're watching this later, join me. Uh Uh-oh. I got a question. It came in. So Leslie asks, how to deal 
with an in-law that doesn't have a good understanding of, oh, so Leslie's wanting to know, how do you deal with an in-law that doesn't have a good understanding of boundaries? Well, so said everybody who has in-laws. And, and I don't know, Leslie, if you have children or how old your kids are, if you are, in fact, one of those in-laws. But let's not get too touchy. Because once we do become, I became an in-law this, uh, this most recent summer. Um, so I guess we'd have to ask my son's wife if, um, you know, if I fit into this issue. Look. When it comes to dealing with boundaries, I don't care who it is. So it could be an in-law, a spouse, a kid. It doesn't matter. Siblings, parents. It's all the same thing. My boundaries are only as effective as my willingness to enforce them. So it really doesn't matter whether or not your in-laws are good at understanding boundaries. Now, I'll ask you, be gracious, so make sure that you're trying, you're at least expressing or establishing your boundary in the most loving, healthy way, and you're trying to, you might give them one or two opportunities to explain your boundary, but ultimately, it doesn't matter whether they get it or not, you need to set it and then enforce it because boundaries are useless if I don't enforce them. So for whatever reason, in my head, Leslie, I am thinking you need to hear that it's okay. I get it. They don't understand your boundary, but that could just be a tactic to control, manipulate, whatever, maintain power by your in-laws. Who cares? You know, they... And many times people don't even know what they're doing that's negative. So don't, you know, don't crush them on this one. But I would encourage you to just enforce the boundaries. So if you are setting boundaries but then not enforcing them, you're telling people you can do whatever you want to me. And then I am now enabling the bad behavior. I don't want to enable. So... I am I have set a boundary recently with someone where they don't get it either. And I gave this person I'm trying to be fair three or four efforts to explain why and what uh and they don't get it. And so I've had to drop it and I'm just enforcing the boundary at this point. So um, if you haven't talked to anybody about the boundary and who you're setting it with and why, I would say you might want to do that. Make sure your boundary isn't unreasonable or unfair. That's not going to help anybody. But some many times, by the way, people we have to set boundaries with don't like them. That's a bummer. And they don't have to like them. So don't get hung up and struggle enforcing your boundary because someone doesn't like it, that, that's probably the natural outcome of setting a boundary with someone who's not behaving well towards you. They're probably not going to like it. They're losing control over you. And they are not able to gain what they're trying to gain by, behave, by badly behaving. 
And so, they're, yeah, they're going to push back on it. And that's okay. Um, it's also okay, by the way, not to have a close relationship with someone. People earn the right to have a close, connected, intimate relationship with you. And if they're not behaving well, you're not going to have a great relationship with them. And that's okay. And this is important when it comes to your family, siblings, you know, people really close to you. You might just have to accept the fact that, well, as much as I'd love to have a closer relationship with my father, my mother, my brother, sister, cousin, whoever, ah, uh, that's not going to be possible unless they're able to figure stuff out. And if they can respond well to the boundary and get the healing that they need, um, you got to be comfortable. So thanks for the thumbs up, Leslie. All right. Well, if no one else has any other questions, I will sign off. And thank you for watching. Keep coming back. I'm going to be doing these every day. Uh, for now, these first two weeks, I'm testing different times to try to figure out what's the best time to reach you uh, or where the, the most amount of people can be able to watch and, and engage. But uh, I'll land on a time, and it'll be consistent. I love routine. All right, everybody. Thank you. When's the last time you had a professional marriage expert give you advice? Proven strategies to help you overcome the miserable arguments and fights that keep coming back again and again and again. You know what I'm talking about. Is your relationship struggling with difficulty communicating? Maybe it's just a lack of intimacy and feeling disconnected. Or maybe you feel stuck. Because of those same stupid arguments, you just can't seem to get past. Hey, if resentment is becoming a problem, don't waste another moment. Join the VIP inner circle. Head on over to smalleyinstitute.com and get live help throughout the week with yours truly, me. Allow me the chance. I want the chance to help to give you the proven strategies that I know work. I've researched these things personally, and anything I'm going to use to help you has been proven effective by other researchers. So I'm telling you, these things work. Personalized coaching, well, that's not all you're going to get. With the VIP Inner Circle membership, you'll gain instant access to a massive vault of marriage education online courses. You're going to get downloadable couples exercises. Man, you can print these things out and use them in the moment to make sure your relationship doesn't become miserable. You'll have access to free monthly webinars and very cool online assessments to help you know exactly the growth areas for you that need to change. SmalleyInstitute.com. Join the family with the VIP Inner Circle membership.